conflict with me Famous scenes with drama queens and heroes Acted out there on the silver screen Come grab a seat, the popcorn is on me Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies, Noel T. Manning II here. I hope you're doing well. Uh, if you're watching us right there on C19 TV, which is where this cool studio is, we appreciate it. And if you're listening to the podcast through WGWG and the radio show, we appreciate that as well. Uh, Thomas Manning joining me uh, right here uh, over uh, to my right. Good to see you, Thomas. Glad you're here, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, you know, a pleasure with you. I don't yeah, know about that. Yeah, well, you know, you're to, here. Just to be here in general is yeah, nice. Yeah, just so. to be here. Yeah. I'll make, turn that into a song or something. We'll write some lyrics for that. Speaking of the song, I did have non-viewer mail uh, asking again about our new theme song. And the new theme song, of course, the, the tune is Act Naturally, which is the Buck Owens tune. Uh, but it was uh, rewritten for us lyrically uh, by Phil Ruff and performed by Phil Ruff and Randy Saxon. So again, I want to thank uh, those two for, for making that happen. And we do have an end theme as well that was written over the course of like 30 minutes while we were doing this show one time. And sometimes we're able to get that, that in and sometimes we're not. But I'm not sure who's running Mission Control today. Uh, is, is that possibly Fulvio Brooks? I think that's Fulvio Brooks running the show today, possibly. Man, good to see you, Fulvio. Have not seen you in a long time. I know, man, you're rocking. So you never met Fulvio. <laughs> I've never met Fulvio before. <laughs> well, no. he was before your time. All right. He's still here, so he's still during your time. But, uh, but Fulvio, he'd be a great guy for you to hang out with at least once. <laughs> Maybe all you could take uh, of Fulvio. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a new film that has nothing to do with Fulvio, but uh, Fulvio can be pretty scary uh, at night sometimes because he's a scary kind of guy. There's a movie called The Night House. Oh, wow. Crazy so, how that ties in together. <laughs> it's a little, little creepy. Yeah. Uh, but you interviewed the, the lead to this, Rebecca Hall. Rebecca as well. Hall, that's it. I remember. Not Rebecca Ferguson. Not Rebecca Ferguson, Rebecca, Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall. Yeah, yeah. Rebecca Ferguson is in an upcoming movie called Reminiscence, but we're not talking about that. Yeah. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about Rebecca Hall in The Night House. So, yes, I did get a chance to sit in on a press conference, a virtual press conference with Rebecca Hall. Uh, I was uh, representing Elements of Madness there, of course, from our good friend Douglas Davidson. And, uh, yeah, I got to deliver a few questions, uh, which was really, really neat opportunity to uh, have, have my questions uh, delivered to Rebecca Hall. She's just such a fine actress and definitely in this film, um, incredible performance. This is it's a horror drama, a horror thriller, um, psychological thriller, kind of all of those intertwined. Uh, so basically... Um, Rebecca Hall is acting in the role of Beth, and she is uh, she's a grieving widow. Her her uh, husband has just suddenly, unexpectedly, tragically died of suicide, and uh, she is left alone in uh, in this house on the lake, the night house, and uh, it's this beautiful, beautiful home. Um, but of course, as we know, when you are in a beautiful home and it's out in the lake all alone, there's a, there's a bit of a creepy factor there that can develop. And um, so as she's all alone in this house, she starts kind of feeling maybe there's a presence here. Uh, she starts hearing, hearing sounds, then she slips into really just fever dreams, basically. Uh, then she kind of has just visions of, you know, like apparitions around the house. Then suddenly, um, you know, her record player starts playing, her radio starts playing. Uh, so, you know, there's a, definitely a feeling that some sort of spirit is possibly right. haunting so the place. So the haunted house kind of thing is yes. going on here. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Rebecca Hall is, 
she's acting alone for a lot of this film and has to really dig into uh, deep wells of emotion yeah. and just incredible expression um, when and it's it's hard enough to do that when you're acting with somebody else right. on screen but when you're by yourself just alone in this you know empty house for a lot of it um, I was very much impressed with with what she was able to just pull from like deep inside her emotionally well, one of the things uh, Earl Owensby uh, our, our friend and independent filmmaker said about acting is the the easiest way to do acting is reacting and so if you're having to do that alone whether it's on stage or whether it's in front of a camera, it can be challenging yeah. when you're having to react to things that actually aren't there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she does have a few uh, great on-screen interactions with a few of her co-stars, including, uh, including uh, Vondi Curtis Hall, uh, who you might actually recognize him. He was in the Daredevil, first season of the Daredevil series on Netflix. He played uh, Ben Urich. He, yeah. He's yeah, yeah, incredible yeah. in this. Uh, also, Sarah Goldberg plays um, you know, the character of uh, Rebecca Hall's character's sister, and they have some very touching moments as well. So I was, uh, you know, really, really blown away by her, her ability to, um, you know, just switch from acting alone for so much of it, but then also sharing great, uh, sharing great moments with other yeah. talent on screen. So yeah. it's a film that at its heart has got um, issues that deal with depression, yeah, it yeah. sounds like, uh, and loss. Uh, and kind of coming to terms with grief as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's um, interesting that this film was produced, um, you know, it, went to, it was originally premiered, I think, back in uh, January of 2020 at Sundance, wow. if I remember correctly. And um, now here we are, finally, it's finally getting a wide release uh, or limited release. But the themes of isolation and grief, yeah. um, it's weird how it tied into something uh, that we've all experienced for the past 18 months but yeah. actually at the time of production of this film you know COVID had not quite onset as it has um, yeah. so you know for those looking for an escape it's not that it's, yeah. it's something that very much might hit a little too close to home for Got some you. people okay. especially those you know who, who may have lost loved ones over the course yeah. of the pandemic but um, it's it's one that um, it's very you know, it's very effective um, emotionally and um, something that will hit deep if that uh, if you have those, you know, if you have if you're in that right mindset for yeah. it emotionally. Yeah. OK. And so what uh, what rating would you like to give uh, Nighthouse? A solid B plus for the Nighthouse. Um, okay. I also want, just want to mention the cinematography, uh, the way it uses negative space. It reminded me a lot of the way The Invisible Man, uh, Elizabeth Moss's film last year, um, directed by Lee Wanell, the way that that film was constructed technically, I was given a lot of those vibes in this Well, film. I'm glad you mentioned The Invisible Man because as you were talking about The Night House, I couldn't help but think about Elizabeth Moss yeah. and her performance in, in something very similar, The Invisible Man. Yeah. So glad you, brought, glad you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, the Night House, uh, it is uh, available in theaters now. Uh, Free Guy uh, was a, a successful film that, uh, that, that debuted not too long ago. And it was one that I'm glad that we waited for. It was supposed to be released in the, the summer of 2020. Studios made the decision, we're going to wait until things open back up in the theaters. Uh, and I'm glad I got to see this one in a theater, Thomas. Uh, it really does lend itself to that big screen experience. Uh, even though the, the, the movie itself is focused on video game characters and uh, characters that, that basically gain... Um, uh, gain life. They, they become sentient beings. That's what it 
that's the story, um, the Pinocchio story, if you want to get down to it. Uh, for me, this, I found this to be one part uh, Ready, Ready Player One, which uh, I appreciated, one part Truman Show, which you haven't seen, uh, but you have seen this next one, also one part Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, I can see which that. I know you've seen that yeah, one. Yeah, big Scooby-Doo fan. I thought this movie had so many uh, marvelous nuggets, both visually, uh, stunning visually, uh, and the dialogue, too. There were a lot of little hidden nuggets with the dialogue. Uh, repeat viewings will really enhance this film. Uh, if you get a chance to, to see it, uh, I thought there were a, a wonderful and several amazing messages, kind of feel-good messages uh, that will stick with you, messages that will make you think uh, and, and ask questions. And uh, one of the ones that I think was overarching throughout this film was embrace the moment, very much like uh, Ferris Bueller. Uh, you know, if you don't stop to enjoy what's there, you're going to miss it. That same kind of concept. Uh, it had heart, quite a few cameos, a lot of Easter eggs, uh, and crazy performances by Channing Tatum, uh, who is only, he's only in a few scenes, but he's marvelous, yeah. incredible. And Taika Watiti, our buddy Taika Watiti, he steals the show for me. Uh, he, he is awesome. Uh, I, I really appreciated this adventure of self, the story of self and beyond. It's really yeah. worth exploring for me. Yeah, so this was directed by uh, Sean Levy. Is that? Yes, that, that is I right. I got the pronunciation yes. right on that one. Yeah, and it was interesting going into this film. Uh, it wasn't until like the week before that I went and researched some of his filmography in the past, and then it hit me just how much of an influence he had on my childhood. Uh, he directed the Night of the Museum trilogy, all three films, which, you know, a few of my favorites growing yes. up. He also directed the film Big Fat Liar with uh, Paul Giamatti, uh, Frankie Muniz, and Amanda Bynes. That was, I think that was actually his first feature film. And he directed Cheaper by the Dozen with uh, uh, Steve Martin. And, uh, and, and all those are part of your childhood. Yeah, yeah, and, and then even into, um, even in the, uh, recent years, he's directed uh, six episodes of Stranger Things. And it's like, I had no idea that this was somebody who'd been so influential almost in yes. my uh, yeah. upbringing from a, you know, from a standpoint of cinematic appreciation. Right. And so um, I, and now after seeing Free Guy, um, I can see a lot of connections just, you know, emotionally and thematically. Right. And uh, it, like you mentioned, just, um, it's just a really delightful film that just has great and pure intentions. Yeah. And, um, you know, some people might say, oh, it's just, it's just another video game movie where they're advertising all of the, uh, you know, all the intellectual properties right. that are owned by Disney. But it's, it's definitely not that. It, yeah. it leans into that a few times, sure. but it uses it at most opportune moments of almost emotional impact. Right. And um, Ryan Reynolds, he's, he is a one-of-a-kind comedic yes. talent. He um, is. He it, really is. There, there's really just nobody working today that has his sort of style and delivery. And, well, and, and he's also versatile. He can do drama, yeah. um, he can do action, and then he can do comedy. And, uh, and that's, that's really a difficult challenge for any acting talent to do, and he can do that really well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, Jodie Comer, who uh, I think this might have actually been her first feature role. Uh, she's done a lot of TV work on uh, Killing Eve, um, but she was incredible in this. Um, her film, or excuse me, her character gave uh, Brian Reynolds' character great opportunities for like growth and yeah. you know really led to his arc and his realization as as a person as right. a character and um, so I love their chemistry yeah and you, you talk about Stranger Things and there are some cast members 
at least one lead cast member from Stranger Things who shows up in this too. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Joe Curie, and um, he he plays uh, Steve Harrington in Stranger Things, and he's got that iconic hairdo. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've all <laughs> kind of like Thomas Manning. Uh, just, that yeah. iconic hairdo. I'm going for that right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm challenging Joe Curie right now. So um, yeah, and I loved, um, you know, his. This was more, um, almost more dramatic performance yep. compared to Stranger Things, and I liked seeing his work in this, and I uh, just. Very much, very much pleased, and uh, we've seen trailers for this film so many times over the past year and a half, and it just felt nice to finally sit in a theater and see all the people who had worked so long on right. this film finally get their moment. I agree, I agree. Uh, it, it is a film for me that, uh, that started off a little, I felt the first 20 or so minutes for me felt a little, there were things that felt a little forced. Um, I didn't get into it quite as fast as I think you did, but after I got past that first 20 minutes or so, it was solid, nonstop, and I loved every aspect of it after that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I was with it from the jump. Um, I was, I just kind of had a smile on my face yeah. the entire time. Um, but it took you a little bit longer to get there. But once you did, I think we were, oh, we yeah. were both on the same wavelength the whole, um, you know, for the last you know, hour and a half of the movie. Yeah, so. a, lot of, a lot of moments that you really may find yourself laughing out loud, we did. Uh, and... Uh, Quite a few moments that if you if you give into it, then you're going to think and you're going to feel, and and that's what I really appreciated about this yeah. film, Free Guy. Yeah, yeah so I'm uh, settling with a solid yeah. B for Free Guy. Okay. Uh, it definitely plays well in a theater, but I think at home too, with a, with a nice um, nice surround sound yeah. system and nice television, it'll play really well at home. And it's just um, you know for families, you know, middle school age and up. Yeah. I think uh, I agree. have a really good time with it. Yeah, I agree. It, it's a it's a family film, but I agree. Middle school and up would be probably the the audience for this. A solid B rating for me, uh, as well for Free Guy, uh, that is uh, still in theaters. We're going to take a, a quick intermission right here on Meet Me at the Movies. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about Stillwater, uh, a film that uh, Greg Tillman's been wanting to hear about uh, for uh, for a few weeks now. So Thomas is going to give us his take. This Matt Damon picture, Stillwater, right after this intermission on Meet Me at the Movies. When I move my body just like this, I don't know why, but I feel like freedom. I hear a song that takes me back, and I let go with so much freedom. I'm gonna get because it's my Welcome back, students. I'm Jason Hurst, and I have the honor and privilege of serving as president of Cleveland Community College. Things just haven't been the same on campus without you. If you haven't been here in a while, we've been very busy this summer, as you might see with what's going on behind me, with the new Advanced Technology Center under construction. We're so excited to have you back on campus. We look forward to serving you and meeting your needs, and we look forward to seeing you as this fall semester gets kicked off. Congratulations on a new semester, and go Yetis. Between your job, your family, and other demands on your time, life can get pretty hectic. So we want you to take time for yourself. Hi, I'm Jennifer Harrell, and I want you to join me for your health. Each month, the Cleveland County Health Department and C19 TV will explore topics that affect you and your family's health. We'll discuss the importance of exercise, a healthy diet, and regular health screenings and checkups. 
from fitness tips to warning signs to the latest healthcare news. For your health will help keep you in shape and up to date in Cleveland County. We want you to be your best, so join us each month for your health right here on Spectrum Cable and online, c19.tv. my patients to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Vaccinations protect you from this serious disease. If you're trying to become pregnant now or plan to try in the future, you can get COVID-19 vaccines. Learn more at cdc.gov. Won't you come and meet me at the movies? Won't you come and watch? Hello, welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. Appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, eating popcorn, drinking a cola, frozen, icy, whatever it is that you got beside you, in front of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, Thomas, uh, Stillwater is a film that uh, is definitely different from uh, the first few that we talked about. Uh, it, it's it's semi-based on a true story. There's got elements of a true story in it, uh, starring Matt Damon. Yes, yeah, so this is uh, Stillwater, directed by Tom McCarthy, and his film uh, Spotlight won Best Picture back in 2015. And uh, here he is back behind the camera again. And it's, it's very much a slow burn drama, uh, kind of a family drama, almost a uh, crime drama as well. Has different, different themes of all of those mixed together. Um, and for the first, it's a two hour and 20 minute film, so it's a, it's a pretty, pretty long film. For the first hour and 40 minutes, I was really with it. I really dug what they were doing, um, just pacing wise and letting you just kind of sit with these situations, sit with these really thought-provoking themes um, and performances, especially from Damon, uh, very, very understated and very subtle, uh, just with a lot of emotion sitting there under the surface um, and really, really intriguing character study at, uh, at the heart of him. It's a, it's a father and father and daughter, daughter story in many ways. So for those first hour and 40 minutes, I was very much with it. Um, and then right from the rest of the film on, uh, there's kind of, there's a certain uh, plot development that just kind of threw the whole thing off the rails for me, yeah. unfortunately. And it is, uh, there is, it is, like you mentioned, semi-based on a true story. But then you go and research more into the true story um, and the, the young daughter, played by Abigail Breslin, who her character is supposedly based on, it does not represent her in um, you know, a very flattering fashion at right, all. Right. And um, they didn't, so Amanda Knox was the, was the, was the, was the basis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they didn't consult her for this film yeah. at all. And uh, just 
Morally, I, I kind of struggled yeah. um, to, to decide how I felt about it. And yes. you know, Tom McCarthy said this was supposed to be, um, it, it is definitely a fictionalized version of that narrative. But if you're, he dropped her name in a few interviews and stuff. And if you're going to do that, yeah. then I think yeah. you need to consult her yep. and make sure you're going to tell her story. And if you fictionalize it, then, you know, get her permission to do yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that, that was something that a, um, threw me that's off. That's a problem that I do have when uh, films and filmmakers use the term based on a true story. And you and I have talked about this before, that when it's based on a true story, you could take five minutes out of the life or a situation of something, yeah. and that's the only basis of truth sometimes within these, and then everything else is fictionalized. So for me, I would much rather them just say, hey, it's just a, a fictionalized story. It's fiction. Yeah. And yeah. if you find similarities, then use your disclaimer at the end yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, technically, it is a very well-made film. Uh, I love the score from uh, Michael Dana, and um, it was um, just a lot of, like, so the character is from Stillwater, uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma, but he ventures into uh, Italy, um, and it, the score almost reminded me of, like, what you would hear in Ted Lasso with yeah. um, the, the kind of rootsy music. Um, with a character in a completely different environment. So I yeah. like what they did with that. Yeah. And it was shot, I think it was shot on location in Italy. Uh, yeah. Just gorgeous landscape, beautiful vistas. Um, so, I mean, all of that was definitely on point. Uh, it's just with the way the script just ventured off in the third act, yeah. which uh, rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. So, yeah. so what's, your, what's your rating for uh, the movie Stillwater? I'm going to give it a C plus for Stillwater. Um, I also want to mention there's a young actress. Her name is uh, Lilu uh, Sobald, and uh, this was her first feature film role, and she's yeah. like nine years old, I believe. Wow. She was, she was incredible, and she might be someone to keep an eye on for the Critics' Choice uh, yeah. Young Actress Award right. later this year. Um, and, and North so. Carolina Film Critics, uh, we're going to be uh, launching a breakthrough uh, award that looks at this transformative talent, people getting started, okay. things like that as well. Awesome. Yeah, so, um, you know, just performances are great. Um, and technically, it's great. It's just the writing that uh, I can't yeah. give it higher than a C plus. Okay, C plus for Stillwater that is in theaters now. Uh, if you're looking for a, a documentary, if you love filmmakers, uh, as Fulvio Brook does, and he's, he's uh, kind of calculating what he wants to do with, with filmmaking, uh, yeah, that, he was uh, an extra, I think, in uh, in some movie. <laughs> what was? Oh, he was uh, he was the guy that got his face cut off in um, Silence of the Lambs. Mm. I think is as what Fulvio Brooks played. But uh, yeah. the documentary is called Searching for Mr. Rugoff. Uh, is the name of this. Uh, Donald Rugoff, uh, back in the '60s and '70s, he was a film distributor, independent film distributor, and also an independent theater owner uh, in New York. And his focus was on art films. He wanted to go after these art films that none of the you know, other places were really wanting to play or show, and he was wanting to help distribute them. And uh, Gimme Shelter, which was a Scorsese film on the Rolling Stones, uh, Monty Python, he was involved in, in some of those. And uh, this is the documentary that looks at his life of who he was. It interviews uh, former associates, former wives, some kids, people who worked with him as employees. Uh, a lot of talking heads uh, in this movie, and, and from the start, you, some of the interviews say, yeah, he was not a very good man. He wasn't really well liked. I think he had like a plate in his head. So you got all those things going on, so they don't hide from the kind of person that he is. And if they ever make a documentary about you, that's what I'm going to say when they interview me. So like, <laughs> I just want to go and put, out, put that out there. So. <laughs> and you should. Yeah, yeah. And you should. Yeah. 
but it was really fascinating. I always find these uh, films about filmmakers or those involved in the film industry in some way fascinating. And I was uh, excited to learn about this history that I knew nothing about. Uh, and, and also, uh, some of the folks were talking about some of the big time filmmakers that would come in and sit in his office and just hang out and chat with him, which was pretty, pretty incredible. But the documentary itself, uh, hour and 43 minutes long, but it felt much longer. And uh, there were pacing issues. I thought there were uh, way too many talking heads. I would have loved to have seen more of the archival footage. They, they tried to make that work. Uh, but overall, it just, um, it felt that there was just too much there. A shorter film, maybe an hour-long film, or even maybe a 45-minute film would have been much stronger, I think. Uh, for this movie, Searching for Mr. Rugoff, that you can find now uh, digitally. Uh, I'm giving it a, a C-plus rating. Uh, I wish I could do more, but, but I really, really can't. Uh, Thomas, you've got about two minutes to talk about Beckett. Do you want to talk about that or save that for later? Yeah, I can get into it All real right. quick. Uh, so this was, it's a very interesting film. It's got John David Washington in the lead role, and he, he continues pr to prove his incredible versatility and range uh, from the Black Klansman with Spike Lee to uh, Tenet with Christopher Nolan to uh, Malcolm and Marie with uh, Sam Levinson. And here he is working with uh, Ferdinando Aceto Filomarino. And this is about a guy who's on vacation in Greece with a girlfriend. They're just trying to chill out, have a good time. But then um, things go off the rails, as they tend to do on vacations when you're tr just trying to have a good time in a movie. You never can, especially in a political thriller like this. Um, and there's definitely some, some Hitchcock inspiration here um, with the storyline, of course, uh, as you can just somebody who sees something that they're not supposed to see and then it follows them into a whole tumbleweed of events. Um, and then um, there's a little bit of Coen Brothers just with the misfortune that the character okay. has um, and the um, I'll say from the moment of the inciting incident you can't catch a breath and wow. you're okay. just like you're it's a hour uh, 55 minute film and you are very much on the edge of your seat your nerves are just pulled so tight the entire time so it's not relaxing at all okay and I don't know if I would even say it's an enjoyable film but I appreciated it technically okay. um, you know it's shot in uh, Greece so similarly to uh, what I appreciate with Stillwater yes. being shot on location this was yeah. shot on location in Greece and was very well done uh, there's some great stunt work um, as well and by the end of the film John uh, JDW's character is almost like an action star which is a little bit hard to believe. Um, he, he, there's no way he should have survived everything that he survived in this film. Um, but at that point, it was just kind of along for the ride. And I was, I did find myself emotionally attached to his okay. character. So, okay. Yeah. And so, but if, if you're looking for relaxation and chilling out in a vacation kind of film, this is more like the Chevy Chase and Robin Williams going on vacation kind of film, you're not going to have any relaxation. Oh, no, not, not one bit. So, All right. So yeah. what's your rating for Beckett? I'm going to give Beckett a B minus. Yeah. Okay, and B minus uh, for Beckett, and you can check it out on Netflix. Uh, I, I was going to talk about a film, Coda, but I think it de de deserves a little bit more time than I'm able to get into it. Uh, but it is available on uh, Apple TV+. Plus. I recommend it. I'm going to talk more about it next week. Also next week, we've got uh, another Marvel MCU film that we're going to talk about. What's it called? Uh, that's uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Uh, and maybe we'll be able to talk about the protege, uh, reminiscence, respect, uh, maybe the colony. Um, the colony is an independent film. I just want to share with you. I'm going to be interviewing the, uh, the lead talent with that and the director 
coming up later this week, so hopefully we'll be able to share some more details about that. And interviewing Maggie Q from the Protege as well, so we've got a lot of interviews uh, lined up. So really uh, looking forward to what we're going to be able to share uh, next week. So uh, refreshers, the night house worth checking out, free guy worth checking out, Stillwater, uh, your choice, uh, searching for Mr. Rugoff, eh, uh, and then Beckett. What do you say? Give it a shot if oh, you have the you have the energy for it, but right. it will wear you out. So. All right, uh, movie quote of the week. We're going to wrap things up with that. Uh, this does come from Free Guy, uh, and this is Buddy's quote. You know, I don't even know what's happening right now, but I love it. So until next time, for Thomas Manning, uh, for our uh, mission controller, uh, Fulvio Brooks, uh, and for Greg Tillman, who actually, hey, man, love you too, buddy. Right back at you. Uh, Greg Tillman, who al always makes this happen. Uh, I'm Multi Man of the Second. And for C19 TV uh, and for WGWG, that is a wrap. Hi, I'm Tim Foster from C19 TV. I'm Rob Brook from KTCBroadcasting.com. And I'm Fuvio Brooks from C19 TV Sports. Join us for Armchair Quarterback, what's in store on the gridiron in 2021. Cleveland County High School football fans are excited about getting back to a full season, and we will be here to break it all down. Every week, we look at all four Cleveland County High School football teams, conference foes Burns and Shelby, and conference foes Crests and Kings Mountain. We will look at what happened the week before and look ahead at what's coming up this week. We'll also do the NFL and the Carolina Panthers. Nobody covers Cleveland County football like armchair quarterback. Don't miss another great season right here on C19 TV.